what is your why? Why are you doing this? Why do you care? And a lot of times people are like, oh, but it doesn't make sense. That's great. <laughs> like, that's what I'm looking for with that because it's not from you. It's not from your ego and your mind and your human. It's from your being. Mm. And like, I want to know what that is because when you go for that thing that's big and scary and actually changes lives, I can give you all the strategies to get there. But like, really, you have to be on that path to be supported fully. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Jerisha Said Podcast, episode 52. Having the courage to start your own business and actually sell your consulting services online can be tough. Look, it may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each episode, we take a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain a solid understanding of what's required to serve your clients, sell your services, and scale your consulting business online. All you have to do is listen to what Jerisha said. So if you are ready for a transparent, I'm talking all the way real, edge snatching strategies, grab your castor oil and keep listening. I am your host, former engineer, turned online high ticket sales coach, Jerisha Hawk. Erin is just such a dynamic, shiny human being. She is a um, sales, she's a beast at sales. So if you need somebody to teach you how to do sales or need to handle sales calls or train your team on, you know, train your sales team. She's the woman to call. And if you need sales copy, like conversion copy for your website or conversion copy for um, one of your upcoming launches, when it comes to sales and communicating <laughs> your authentic voice in a way that really resonates with your audience, like, this is who you call. This is who you need to go to. Thanks, but Jay. <laughs> always, Aaron. You're like literally the best of the best of the best. Thank um, you. But I'm excited for the, the topic of discussion today. Yeah, I am too. So shall we just dive right in? I mean, I guess. I mean, is there okay. anything else you want to let the people know? I guess you can let, like, let them know why did this, because um, we were, you know, using Voxer and chatting back and forth mm-hmm. about money and about sales. Why was this conversation even important for you? And I guess like, yeah. talk about why it even came up in the first place. Yeah, so... So I do everything you just said, right? Like all of the sales stuff and all of the tactical, practical, like let's do the things to make the results we want happen. And what I have kind of like learned and seen over the past like eight years of being in this online world is that there's so much like invisible work that we have to do to actually get those results as well. And that like healing work really has to be done in tandem with all of the strategic stuff. So Um, I just did a beta launch of like my course called Shiny Sales. And through doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Like, (laughs) it's very funny to put something out there and like not know exactly what it's going to be. And then like have the conversations and just be like, oh yeah, we all are on the same page. And everyone is, you know, we all, maybe not all, in our bubble, I think everyone has like a very passion or purpose-driven like business. They know what they want to do. They have clear skills. They're ready to go. Um, And then they feel like they're held back because like the sales aren't working or the people aren't there. And what I find is that if you actually look inside like yourself and kind of ask like, what is this reflecting to me? What needs to be healed? Like, and then do that work of healing the thing, everything on the outside changes. Mm -hmm. And that's really where like the most amazing work comes from. So in addition to teaching like the really practical stuff and, you know, helping people be able to say their offers in a way that connects. 
you know, like I run the shiny bitch events, right? And like, I host these pop-up events like across the country and women come. And while they are business events, we don't usually talk about business <laughs> um, because they're really more about like healing and connection. And as you do that work for yourself and really kind of get to know yourself and what's going on and what's holding you back and what, what do you believe about the world that isn't necessarily true that needs to be shifted, I find that doing that work really expands your capacity to hold space like that. And that is what makes sales so much easier. Because when I talk to someone, when I get on the call, like to get to know someone, I'm very comfortable sitting here, having awkward silence, <laughs> um, asking questions, getting to know them because, because I know myself. And so doing that work just like crosses over and, you know, it's really like getting clear and looking for the evidence of like the universe is abundant and it's all just so important. Yeah, I remember the very first time I went to a shiny bitch event. Shout out to Jordan Gill yep. for inviting me. And she's like, hey, Jay, I want you to come to this. I'm like, what in the world is this event? She's mm -hmm. like, don't worry about it. I just need you to show up. And I'm like, I trust you, so I'm going to go. Yep. And that was the first time I was exposed to pretty much everything that we did there. Like, yeah, It was like a three-day experience. Was it two days? Mm -hmm. Three days? I don't know. I think it might have been two. Two. Yep. It was a two-day experience that had a lifetime effect. Like Absolutely. Was, yep. But like I think a lot of the time, at least for me, up until that point, it's always been focused on, okay, what are the external things that I need to do? What do I need to learn? How do I need to get smarter? But mm -hmm. it's all like it's all just knowledge based and external. That was the first mm -hmm. time I ever got really introduced to how do you do that internal work? And you know, the even the term you say of holding space, when you mm -hmm. like when I heard that with you guys there, I'm like, what do they mean by holding space? But like starting to peel back these layers of what are my limiting beliefs? What are the self-sabotaging behaviors? Like what is my mindset when it does come about success and what success looks like, what success can be for a woman to be for a woman of color, to be for mm -hmm. a woman who has any background, like whatever your individual background and story and experiences and how do you start to uncover yeah. those things? And that was the first time I, like, I think I was really exposed to like getting the tools to mm -hmm. be able to do that and to be able to like, you know, in, in the morning or when I'm freaking out about something, it's like I can coach myself through the situation. Yeah, yeah. But before yep, that. It's so powerful. Like, yeah. Like, and um, I was reading something else even this morning saying like a lot of the time, and I agree with what you just said, that it's not, we're not getting the level of success. It's not because we don't know enough, but it's because we haven't done the internal work and mm -hmm. made the mindset shifts. So like, where does one even begin with this journey? Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I think it's interesting and I, um, I've, I have a lot of different certifications and like different kind of energy works and stuff. And I'm not a doctor or a lawyer or a banker or anything. So I just want to throw that out there. But like my two cents about this as a person who's been through it and who supports women going through it, what comes up when we start to talk about money, um, is safety stuff. And I find that like your trauma sits right on top of your money stuff. Like if you want wealth, like you're going to have to look at your trauma and kind of heal part of that. Because mm. as kids, as kids, we want to be safe and taken care of. And most of us um, have some sort of dysfunction in our families. So whatever kind of came up and whatever we learned to cope with that, we as adults now kind of have to go back and look at that and be like, okay, what do I really need? Because in our adult lives, money is kind of what keeps us safe. Like it's not I need to pay my bills. I need to, you know, buy groceries. I need my kids to be able to like have clothes to go to school. Like, so all of those things kind of come up in the money world. And when I feel like I might not have money, 
uh, that scares me and that makes me feel not safe and that's going to trigger whatever happened when I was a kid. Like, and so it's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> and um, so I think the first thing is to think about like, do I feel safe? And kind of like asking yourself that question, um, especially when anxiety starts to come up and when, um, when you're thinking about money, like, because we can be really excited about the possibility of creation or, and sometimes both, we start to like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like, it's not okay. And then we feel like a job is safer, right? But is that true? Like, because your company can close and like, <laughs> we have all these like fake um, definitions of safety. So I think getting really, really clear and kind of coming into your body really and like understanding what it's like to feel safe in here and to know that like you are a creator and you've got this is kind of step one. So looking at your beliefs about the world, I think it's very powerful to decide that the universe is an abundant place and then to look for that, um, right? Because then you have evidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that changes everything because people start to fall away from you. It starts to get really uncomfortable to be around super negative people when you're trying to create something positive. And it really shows you, like, if you can just take a week and be like, okay, let me pay attention to when I complain about things, <laughs> Like that will change your life <laughs> um, because you just start to notice, like, it's very easy to connect with people about negative things. When I started my business, uh, well, like one of the iterations of my business, I was a stay at home mom and I would like go to these play groups and everyone would be like, oh, me included. My kid didn't sleep. Like, oh, it's really hard to do this. My husband's on deployment, like da, 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 da. And we were connecting over pain. And I think one of the biggest shifts that I made was like, okay, how can I connect through possibility and positivity? versus like the pain. Um, flag. Yes, yes. And then when you kind of make that decision of like, oh yeah, that's what I want. Like I want to be a positive person. Then you start to see and you can get really curious about the negativity that's like coming up for you. That is so good. Like, so just like to quickly recap, even understanding how do you, mm -hmm. like safety, something that was coming up for me is yeah. not even like what makes you feel safe, but like what do you currently believe to be true on what defines what safety is? Because mm -hmm. when you mentioned a job, I mean- and I mean, I used to, we both had jobs uh, yeah. at some points in our lives, but I definitely used to, for, it, it's been taught that the job is what's safe. And it's like, yeah, I have to believe that the job was what was safe or whatever it is for you. But like, I think it's looking at what has, like, what do you currently believe to be true about it? And then like also understanding where did you learn that from mm -hmm. has been really helpful for me recently. But mm -hmm. I like the question of, you know, how do you define safety? What makes you feel safe? Yeah. And then making sure that you're surrounding yourself with other, like, look, are you connecting with people over pain? Or are you connecting over positivity? Like, right. Yeah. Somebody else said connecting through pain and positivity. Hashtag. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, <laughs> what was I just going to say? Um, oh man, I just lost that thought. It'll come back. Yep. It'll come back. It's all good. Um, pain and positivity. And we're talking about safety and like understanding. Um, oh yeah. You Thank you. Safety. Yes. So we were taught, like, as kids, we're taught, like, you, you do your homework, you sit in your desk, like, you listen to the teacher, you um, go to college, you get a good job, like, there's this whole trajectory of safety, like, right? If you do all of that, you're going to be fine. Like, that's how you create safety. Um, and as entrepreneurs, business owners, as people who are stepping out and doing something different, the corporate dropout model, right? Like, that takes a whole lot of courage. And in a lot of ways, it's actually safer, but that's not what we're taught. So the us's of the world, the shiny bitches, if you will, like the people who are actually taking this step and figuring it out and like daring to be different often feel isolated. 
And so what I found to be the most important thing, which is why shiny bitches exist, is actually surrounding myself with other women like you (laughs) who are doing it too and who believe that it's possible and who are like figuring it out and showing up for it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really important no matter what stage of your journey you're on is to find other people who are like, oh yeah, I believe that. Because like I've been with some of the women I've been on my journey with, like Jamie, for instance, (laughs) we've been together for like five years doing this in tandem and it has changed everything. Like I can't imagine my life and everything without her at this point, because having someone who can reflect back to you like, oh, this is what's happening. You know what I mean? Because we can't see everything ourselves. And when you can remember that like relationships are teachers and like they're mirroring things back to you, um, that's really powerful. Yeah. And I I love that you said that we were talking about that yesterday about how important it is for us to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves by like-minded people and having not just Mm -hmm. even like-minded people who can see the potential in us greater than we can see it in ourselves. So they can pull us up to that Mm -hmm. level. Um, And Mm -hmm. something came up. I, somebody had asked me the question yesterday. It's like, well, if I'm already working with one coach or if I already have one business friend, or if I'm already in one thing or in one program, I have to, you know, I can't move forward until I finish that thing. And I really was like meditating and like marinating on that. And it made me think of like college. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you only took one class and only talked to one professor, mm. it would take you like 15 years to get a degree. And That's such a good point. Like I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, no, it was late last night. It was, I should have been asleep, but yeah, my brain off. <laughs> um, but it's like if we, it's interesting, and that that makes me think of like, uh, why do we even operating from a space of lack in regards to how much support we're technically allowed to have? Whether mm-hmm. that's friendships, whether that's coaches, whether that's whatever it is. Why? Yeah. Like even that's a lack mindset that I only can have totally time, or that I'm only capable. I get that you have to understand what your capacity is, but that. Yep. I'm only capable of doing one at a time. And then the fact that you're not even doing that, like if you've had this program for six months or you've been following this person for a year and you're still mm-hmm. not getting the results mm-hmm. that you want, mm-hmm. like something's got to shake. Like if you're not getting, you totally. know what I mean? Yes. There's you a, that out and see if you had any two cents to add to that one. Yeah. So I love that. One of the questions I like to ask myself, so curiosity will get you where you're trying to go, right? Like if you can start to question your mind, that's where we're going with this. I like the question of, okay, how is that serving you? And so, like, in that scenario, like, how is that serving you? Maybe by letting you feel safe because you're not going to disappoint people by saying yes to more things and then dropping the ball. Like, or maybe... Or disappoint yourself. Right. Or you're not going to disappoint yourself by spending more money and then not following through. So, like, it's a, it's a version of hiding, right? Mm. And, and maybe it's not based on how it's serving that person in particular. But I think we always kind of need to come back to, like, oh, okay, am I, like, am I hiding? Is this for the highest good? And is this helping like all the people that I want to help? Or I like thinking about um, when I invest in myself and like invest in masterminds, invest in whatever I'm doing, going to events, um, there's always a return and return on investment. Because when I invest in myself, like I know that like more power comes from that. (laughs) And I feel like that's for everyone if you decide to show up and really take it in and then do it. And that's what's hard. It's when you kind of slip out of integrity from showing up and using what you're learning that it all starts to feel like, oh, God, I'm not really getting what I needed out of this. And a lot of times with those investments, um, you don't get what you want. You get what you need. Mm. And that's really uncomfortable, too. 
where it's like, oh, if, if one of your investments shows you that like you're not really showing up and it didn't show you how to make six figures, like that's still a lesson. Like you still got the thing that you needed and now you can take that and turn it into whatever you want. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you don't get what you want all the time. You get what you need. And it's like yeah. even being able to decipher the difference between that. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering like even how, how even a, a lot of what I'm hearing is just how can you become more consciously and, and aware of what your, your, your thoughts are and what you're processing and what you're choosing to believe is fact versus mm-hmm. them being a feeling and being able yeah. to decipher between the difference of the yeah. two. Yep. Absolutely. There are all different parts of you. And I think, you know, as I was saying before that, like everyone in our bubble is very like passion-based and purpose-driven, like figure out if you can first start with like, what is your why? Why are you doing this? Why do you care? And a lot of times people are like, oh, but it doesn't make sense. That's great. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm looking for with that because it's not from you. Like, it's not from your ego and your mind and your human. It's from your being. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to know what that is because when you go for that thing, that's big and scary and actually changes lives. Um, I can give you all the strategies to get there, but like, really you have to be on that path to be supported fully. And that's up to you. You're the only one who can say yes to like your actual calling or whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like, like I believe because I choose to believe and because there's evidence around me and because I read a lot of books, you know what I mean? Like I, I've chosen these beliefs and then I have all the evidence for them too. But I believe that if you're on that path and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, what you're put on this earth for, like it's going to work out because it's for the highest good of all. And like that is, those are the rules of the universe. Like that's what you're supposed to be doing. So of course you're supported. Mm, That, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes we can feel like we're not, Mm -hmm. but I think it's like going back to what's actually safety. Are you just uncomfortable right now in this season? Like, is this actually serving you? Is it just taking longer than the, you know, the timestamp you said it was supposed to take on it or, you know, right. Right. Yes. And I think that's so important to talk about is because this isn't always easy, (laughs) but, and this isn't uh, right. Right. No, it's complicated and it's challenging and more so inside of my body than outside of it. If that makes sense. Like, the hard parts, the days where it's like not working, it, the feelings of it not working, like to me, that's actually healing that is taking place because you are not, there are certain things that need to happen in your life that you need to experience and that you need to go through so you can serve at a higher capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So like when things aren't working, if you can actually trust that this is happening for me and not to me, like that just puts a totally different perspective on it. And that means like, oh, okay, like this, this program isn't selling. Okay, why? How is this serving me? Oh, because now I'm getting to know people and I'm understanding what they really want and I'm going to take that into the next thing. Like, oh, it's making me really uncomfortable and feel really unsafe and question all of my choices. And I'm developing like an even stronger faith that I am on the right path because I'm going to make this work. Mm. Like, or it's really challenging. So I reached out to my friend finally and got support, which is something I've never done before. So it's a form of healing. Like, and my connection with her is so strong. And like that in itself is a gift. Like there's gifts all around the place and it's not always in dollars. This episode was brought to you by my premium program, Services That Sell 2.0. Listen, running your own business comes with a lot of challenges. Converting clients does not need to be one of them. Creating content using live video will guarantee that you stand out from your competition. And packaging a high-ticket signature service ensures that you attract those high-end clients. You know, the ones who are ready to invest and eager to do the work. 
I created a masterclass training sharing the proven framework that hundreds of coaches and consultants have used to grow an audience of qualified leads rather than a list of lurkers. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop to register for my next training on how to enroll high ticket clients consistently. Learn the proven strategy and simple process I teach inside of my premium program, Services That Sell 2.0. And let me tell you, it really does work. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop today. I just finished Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Stop Apologizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really appreciated about it is um, a lot of the time you hear high-powered women asking, answering the questions of, how did you do it all? Like, how did you manage the household and manage the kids and, and build this amazing success? And the thing that I appreciate about her, what she said, is that I didn't do it all and how transparent she is about how much help she actually has. Yeah, yeah. And I've been to so many women's empowerment events where they won't admit to the help that they've had along the way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, oh, I was super organized or, you know, <laughs> you just do the hard work and like you show up. Like, yeah, which yep. is true. But like, to your point of, I think so much of even like being willing to say, you know what, I don't have this all figured out right now and I need support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have an idea of what I want to get to, but I don't know how to close the gap. I need to go figure out what books I need to read, what courses I need to take, who I need to talk to to help me figure that out. Yeah. Like I know you said that's a form of healing. And mm-hmm. I just I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it that way before. That mm-hmm. like you asking for help and doing that is a form of healing if you've never done it before or if you've always been yeah here to do it and revert, you know, just go back into you instead of doing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, that just made me think about that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Totally. And getting people like getting help and reaching out to right, like kind of finding your tribe and then using them. To, to ask for help is one thing, but to receive the help is something else. Mm. And that's kind of what happens at the Shiny Bitches is that you're really seeing everybody and like you're open and you're receiving love from people, which is hard for us. Like we tend to do the whole like, oh my God, I love your dress. Oh, I got it at Target. Like, oh, and we like, Wah. and if you're doing that to compliments in your life, like you're doing that to money in your life too. Mm. So it's all like the art of receiving, like the more and more you can actually learn to receive and feel safe, that is going to cross right over to how much money you're making. That is so true. And you have to, well, can you <clears throat> tell people what shiny bitches is for those people who are just, <laughs> yeah, <doing it> yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm just like dropping what it and you're like, what is this? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So shiny bitches is a group of like high vibe entrepreneurial women. Um, and it came to be because to me, shiny means someone who is following their purpose. They like know what their passion is and they're creating that they're doing the work to really be in that energy, to be positive and to be really like the change they wish to see in the world. Um, bitches to me, the, the reason for that word is actually, there's a few reasons for that. Um, number one is historically the word bitch is used to like turn women against each other. And a bitch is someone who, um, goes for what she wants unapologetically as if that's a bad thing. And like, that's not a bad thing. So part of this is a reclamation of the word. Like, that's not bad. That's great. (laughs) And the second part is, um, it's an acronym for brilliant, intentional, transforming, conscious healer. Because as you do that work of shining, um, you really are using your brilliance. Um, You're being intentional about your life. You're open to transformation because the person you start at the beginning of, start as at the beginning of this journey is not going to be the person you end up as, right? Like you're open to changing yourself and like being of higher service and like, 
<laughs> spirit take the wheel. Um, <laughs> and then conscious is like being really aware of your thoughts. And then as you do that, and as you open yourself up to that, you are healing yourself. And what that does is it gives permission to the people around you to do the same thing. When yeah. someone sees you building your business and like being really brave, there are people watching you who are like, oh my God, she's doing it. Like maybe I can too. And like, that is the gift of you living your gifts. And I think there's like two things in that. Somebody else mm -hmm. said I'm learning how to receive and it's been a real challenge for me. And it's like, that was my word for the year last year. Yeah. Because so much of what I had been praying for had been coming and I'm just mm -hmm. like, wow, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> yeah. Too much love, too many blessings. Even though it's what I wanted, I didn't know how, like, I didn't, my bucket at the time was not yeah. big enough to receive it. So, and, and what we did at, um, we were partners when we were doing like the eye gazing exercise yes. at the event. And that was like one of the most uncomfortable, but most healing things I have ever done. Um, cause that was the first time I ever felt like she's just receiving me for being, for me, just being exactly who I am right now. And I don't have mm -hmm. to put on a facade, put on a persona, be anybody else. She's just receiving me for being me. But it was, and that, you know, that trickled into a whole long journey. But like, if you're not able to, if you maybe believe that abundance is possible, but you don't have the belief that it's possible for you, and then you don't have the ability. And I think learning how to receive is a skill. So I don't, yes. I think that we were probably born with it, but then at a very young age, even though we came out the womb with it, it was like, we, it was yeah. worth almost immediately. Right. It's just, so just know that if you have a challenge with it, that it's not, nothing's wrong with you. Like mm -hmm. it's just, but it's just a skill like anything else that you can learn how to start, you know, being able to receive more consistently at some point that you can, that's a skill that you can learn is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Um, yep. And there was another point, but I can't remember. Yeah. That's okay. The receiving <laughs> thing, like exactly what you're talking about is like, as children, we are like, ah, oh, love me and have the huge mm -hmm. capacity for receiving. And that's what I was saying in the beginning is like, that's where trauma sits too. Because like as a child, if you didn't get, you know, the love in the way that you fully needed to, like we then morph our cups, if you will, right? That we're trying to fill now as adults. And we're like using these like <laughs> messed up things. So our job now is like, oh, it's just clay. And like, you get to reshape it. Ah. And like, you get to create your own cup and like, you can make it bigger, you can make it smaller, but like, you are actually in charge of that. And I think that's really the shift from like victimhood to creator too, is like, oh, I realized like, this is a thing. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, how do I fix it? Or how do I heal? Like, how do I make myself available for more love and more of what I want? Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. the other part was something around like, um, a lot of the time people will say, well, if I show up, what are people going to think about me? Like if yes. I change my business idea, what are people going to assume about me? If I start doing more live video, people are going to judge me. People are like, my haters are going to start coming out of the woodworks. But I love how you, you said this. And I think it's a good shift in perspective. Like what if mm -hmm. you show up and it, it inspires them to show up for themselves? Like yep. what if you show up and it empowers them to believe whatever it is? What if it shows up and you're the blessing, like, that they've been praying for, like your yes. solutions, the problem they've been struggling with. And it's just, it's the same thing that you're doing. You're choosing to show up. It's just a different perspective on how you're looking at how it'll be received. And I don't know, I guess I want to hear your thoughts on like, why do you think, um, and I don't want to say everybody does this because I think the more conscious you are, the more you're able to, it's a habit to not mm -hmm. focus on the negative, but yeah. default to the positive solution in that. 
Yeah. I, I guess it kind of goes back to your original point. Like if you're constantly connecting over pain and negativity, maybe that would just be the default. But yeah, I'm just glad that you said that because it's a different. I know a lot of times my students like I don't want to do live. Somebody's gonna judge me. What are they gonna think about me? Totally. And what if totally. it's all good? Right, right. What if is it? What if it is all good? I think there's a lot there. Like it's natural for us to want to feel like we belong and that people are going to like us. Right. And like by taking the step to create your own business, you're already off the corporate path. You're already different. Right. We've already ostracized ourselves a little bit. So by going even bigger, you do, it's very natural to feel scared that like, I'm going to be even weirder. Like people are going to like me even less. And yeah, what I have found is that like the more I actually do this, the weirder I am, the more like brilliant people are attracted to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And people come out of the woodwork because it's that healing thing. And like, they've now seen the shiny and they're like, oh yeah, I can do this too. And I think going back to that question of like, how is this serving me? Like, okay, don't do lives. How's that serving you? And then really like thinking about that, like, how is that serving me? Oh, it's making me, I'm feeling safe. Okay. So it's a safety thing. Okay. What do I need to feel safe? Is it true that if I do a live, like no one's going to want to be my friend or that people are going to judge me? Maybe. Okay. And if they do, like, then what happens? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay, cool. I can go do that now. Mm. You know what I mean? And so that curiosity and like asking your questions, questions, I think can get you really far um, just to kind of like disprove the fear-based theories that your ego has created that aren't real. Yeah. Yep. And we keep going back to like, how is it serving you? How is Mm -hmm. it serving me right now? Right. Serving me right now. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. question to put on a post-it note on your laptop, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like, is this serving yep. me right now? Yep. And how is this serving me? And sometimes, like, I've been in um, – and here's the other thing about this. You may be working on your business, but your healing stuff may come up in, like, your relationships and may come up with your kids. Like, it doesn't matter. And wherever you're healing, it's helping everywhere, just so you know. Like, I um, found myself in relationships with, like, emotionally unavailable men for a while, right? And, like – I think Jamie reflected this question to me. She's like, cool. How's that serving you? And I'm like, oh yeah, because like, that's as much as I can receive right now. And like, that was just a reflection of that. So then you have to make the choice of like, oh, okay, I want something different. Great. How am I going to make it different? Oh, do I need to leave? Like, okay, yes. Okay. Now what am I available for? And it's the same thing in life and in money and in business. Like they're all of this work is all the same and it's all being more and more you and more abundant and more expressed. What I'm hearing a lot is like, you need to have radical honesty with yourself. Mm. That's what I'm hearing as you're asking these questions of yourself is that, yeah. I, think, um, I know for me, sometimes I can want to be delusional and be like, well, <laughs> this is what I, you know, you answer the question. Yes. Yes. That's uh, like, girl, you know, we both know. Yes. We both know that that's not accurate, but like it really does require radical honesty of yourself. And even like, it, you have to be honest with you. And if you're not honest with you, then Totally. And I think that's a practice too, is radical honesty. And like Mm. having the people in your life where like, I could say something to you and you could be like, "Mm, is that really what it is? Like we can do that to each other. And having those relationships is life-changing. And like, that's 100%. And that's why people, me, we hire coaches too, is because like you need someone when you're learning about radical self-honesty, it's so helpful to have someone that's holding you in that and who is there to support you and love you and question you to make sure that you're like at the top of your integrity. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. y'all letting you know now is uncomfortable. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. What level you're at in business, what yep. level, whatever you're at, like level you're at in life, you're there every. There's always new levels. There's 
yep and new healing like and new healing and i remember yep. um you would ask those questions i was like one day because uh we're in the same mastermind group i was like sharing what i was struggling with and it was either you or jamie i think it, <laughs> it might have been both of you guys it's like well what kind of, i was saying how i need to have all these uh conversations with all these other people and they're mm. like well, what type of conscious conversation would you have with yourself right now and i remember <laughs> looking at my computer screen like why yeah. so aware? Why do they have to call me into me being a higher being right now? Like, yeah. And I really sat in that for a minute. And yeah, it, you need to have people like it is uncomfortable. It's so but, uncomfortable, but that's, that's what's necessary. It's what's necessary, and like you're if you're listening to this and you're like resonating with it, like know that like you're hearing it for a reason. We're here for a reason, having this conversation. You're here listening to it for a reason, and part of that I think is like leadership. Like not everyone is doing this and not everyone is doing it this way. You can run a million dollar business and not be healed. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when you're consciously creating a business and actually looking at your shit and healing it as you go, like that's a different level of leadership and the kind that I think really actually changes the world. Yeah. And so like that's part of the calling. And I think that's part of the responsibility because for you to show up and lead and really be of service as much as you can it requires you being of service to yourself too and your higher self and like, okay, my year, my word for this year is partnership and not in like a relationship way, but it's partnership with my higher self. And like, oh, if I were in a relationship with her, so to speak, like um, how would I make decisions? Because if I had to talk to my partner and like choose the decision for all this stuff, like what would we choose together versus what would human Aaron who like just wants to feel good choose? You know what I mean? Hi, when I good, when I conspire with higher self, then it's like, oh yeah, like we're looking at like the highest good of all, and not just the highest good of this moment. Y'all let that sit in. I know. Like, it's not about making the decision that's the highest good in this moment. What's the highest good of all? Yeah. And it's just like I, I'm when I'm I've been doing the prayer of Jabez devotional. I know I've told you mm. about it. Told mm -hmm. you guys hear about it, but like um, one of the things they mentioned in the book yesterday was just how. Like the abundance that is available to us is on the edge. It's on the borders of our comfort zone. Like it's just on the yes. other side of those borders. And it, I'm like a visual learner, so it made me think like I was in some country that was completely blockaded by um, like a wall. Mm -hmm. God, I'm not thinking about Trump. That's a whole other situation. But right, it's, right. It's right on the other side of that wall, and it's like on the other side of what's comfortable for us. And yeah, like how how important it is to have other people on that journey with us as we're going there who've mm -hmm. been on the other side and can help who can help be that bridge to help us get there too. Um yep. <clears throat> but like I, I so I know we've talked a lot about like healing and receiving, but what about like some of the mindset shifts that maybe it's the same thing but just from a different perspective on mm -hmm. how do we need to show up to be able like to serve on sales calls or to serve in the sales moment when we're, I know that we're in the process of trying to receive, but like shifting the perspective on how can we, you know, like what are the mindset stuff that we have to do that maybe yeah. blocking us from holding space from our potential clients, even getting yep. to a point where they can give. Does that make yep. sense? 100%. Yeah. So it's the same thing in my, in my mind anyway, where like going from the highest good of this moment, which would be like, I mean, I need or want money, right? Like mm -hmm. to the highest good of all. Can I actually help you? Is us working together in this capacity the best? Like, how do I need to show up? One of the things I love about sales calls um, is that they are, those are transformational experiences for people. Because yeah. if we show up for a call and if I'm hosting it and I'm like, hey, like, how are you? Like, I'm so excited to meet you. Um, tell me a little bit, like, who are you? How did you get here? 
And then they tell me the story and I'm sitting and listening. What we forget is that that's a healing experience. Not all of us are listened to. As humans, all we want to do is be heard. Um, so taking the time and actually listening to someone, you've now, like you've, you are of service. And wow. I think that's really important. Yeah. And then after that, like, then you're, you know, you're actually listening and you're connecting the dots of like, okay, can I actually help you <laughs> or can I not? And then it is of service if you can help them to be like, let me, may I tell you how I can help you? Like yeah. I, I'm hearing you and like, I get it. And like, yes, this is me. And that is still like in integrity. That's still you being of service. And then moving over to like, okay, now you need to make a choice. How can I support you through that? What kind of person are you? Do you need me to hear? Like, do you need to talk about your fears? Do you need to go think about it? Like in really respecting that person's process is another form of service because they're not everyone has been treated like that throughout their entire lives. So even just remembering, even if that sale doesn't close, like you're creating an experience for someone to go through, to feel seen and supported and like, that's everything. <laughs> and then at the end, if they come back and they're like, yes, you're the person to help me. That's great. Like, and that's how we want it to be working. And I think the more and more you show up in integrity yourself, you're attracting the right people to you. So they naturally go through and like more money is coming through because you're doing the work of receiving. Yeah. So it's like but cyclical. It's totally cyclical. Yes. And like, really it's that same mindset stuff of like, if you're afraid of being, of feeling like you don't belong because you're doing um, Facebook lives and you're afraid that people are going to judge you, know that when someone gets on a sales call, they're afraid of the same thing. They're afraid to share what's not going right in their lives. They're afraid that you're so far ahead of them that like, you're going to judge them and that you've made so many mistakes. Like they're bringing that to the call, right? Like, cause they need help and that's vulnerable to ask for that. Um, and they might not be ready to receive the help, even though they're ready to ask. Um, so keeping that all in mind and like doing the inner work yourself, like you are then holding space, um, for them to go through that process with you. That like it's, and one of our core values is serving over selling and mm. I summed it up in such a great way. Um, cause I know a lot of time, well, I don't really hear this that much anymore. I think it's because like, you know, you just shift, you shift the environment of people that you're around, but I can't stand when people yeah. say that sales are sleazy and like sales is a bad thing. And like, cause yep. it, that lets me know a little bit more about where their mindset is around like just even money. Like money's just a resource. It's like saying if somebody's thirsty yeah. and then you don't give them water, like giving people water is a bad thing. It's just a resource. It's just, a, it's just a right part of like life and part of survival. Like it's just, but if you can operate from a space of integrity and like, what's the best way for me to serve this individual right now? Am I able to even serve yep. them? And if so, yep. it's of service for me to invite them into that. Like, that's all it is. It's just an invitation. Yep. And like you said, holding space. Yep. But I love how you said so much about it. It's not about you or your ego. It's about you being mm -hmm. able to listen and hear the other person. And, like, just because they're not able to receive doesn't mean something's wrong with you. Like, it, it's making sure right. that you're being able to disconnect the two. Absolutely. Um, you just said something, too, that made me light bulb. <laughs> I have to stop light bulbing because then I lose them immediately. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> Hold serving on. Overselling. Yep, yep, yep. Serving overselling. I don't know. It'll come back sales in a second. Oh, thank you. Yes, sales is sleazy. Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so if we kind of believe, so everything around us is a reflection. When when there's someone in my life who I'm like, ooh, you're you're mean, and I'm judging them like based on that. There is a part of me that is mean that is asking to like be seen, to be healed, to be like accepted. So if you're going around being like sales is sleazy, 
that to me is like some reflection of the piece of you that's rejecting the part of you that you feel is sleazy. Mm. And if you feel like, ooh, like if money is bad, like, do you think that you are bad? You know what I mean? It's like worthiness gets thrown all over the place. Um, And if you don't think that you're worthy of abundance, it's very, it's easier to say like, ugh, rich people are terrible than to be, than to actually explore that. You know what I mean? And like, are rich people terrible? Yeah, like, can we say stuff like that? When I think to, when I think about people, and I catch myself, right? Because I'm, I'm watching like what's being said up here. So if I'm like, ugh, she's a bitch, then I'm like, oh god, like so am I, and not in a bad way, but in like, a, oh yeah, because we are all one, and like, okay, and to remember that like people are showing up because, who knows what has happened in her day? Like part of it is not choosing right consciously to be like positive and blah blah blah, but also sometimes. I don't know what happened. Maybe she got fired this morning and in a car accident and her boyfriend, like, we just don't know what's happening for other people. So it really like build your compassion. Mm. And I think that crosses right over into your bank account as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So is there like a call to action or charge that you would like to leave our listeners with? <sighs> yeah. The call to action, I think is like, do what you need to do to feel really good being yourself. And what that looks like, like sometimes it is the information and it is the strategies. And the other side of that is like actually the healing work and like the, why am I the way I am? Who am I? And what do I want? And when all of those things kind of come together, like that's where the magic happens. And is there any practical things that you do personally? Like even if yeah. it's small on a daily basis. Like, isn't that easy? <laughs> no, like, uh, I have yeah. So here's my... Anything mm-hmm. that you would recommend to help people get started on that journey if they're like, I hear that question... Yes. Yep. Yes. So journaling, I think is like one of the best things to do. Um, and I write down, I ask myself questions. So I'll ask like, who are you and what do you want? The same question I ask like on sales calls, ask yourself that and see what comes out and don't mm-hmm. judge, judge it. And like, let it expand as you go. Because when I ask people what they want, like in person, like you, you're not going to tell me your whole dream right off the bat. Cause you don't trust me to be like, Oh, you can totally do that. We're scared. Um, so you have to grow that with yourself first. Um, and I would also like do things where you're writing the date on the top of the page for five years from now and like really explore, like, what does your life look like and just play in possibility because what you're doing is expanding that bowl. We were talking about that container, like, so you can receive it. And the more you can get comfortable with the feelings of like, Oh my God, I have everything I want. The more and more it comes to you. Mm, That's so good. And then you can actually accept it because it can come to you and you will reject it too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. receiving it. Thank you so much, Erin. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Well, where if people are falling in love with you as much as I already am, where can they find you? Yeah. Place to connect with you. So Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. My handle is Erin Lindstrom and you will see me and my kids and all of the things that are kind of going on over here. Um, And then I'm erinlindstrom.com and I'm on Facebook. I'm all the places. She's all the places. Well, yeah, but Instagram. So much, Karen. Thank you. Love you. Love you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey there, Hawk Hustler. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you are ready to turn your side hustle selling services into a profitable online coaching or consulting business, visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop. Within just one hour of this free masterclass, yes, free 99, you will have a proven framework to convert not just better clients, but more clients who are willing to pay top dollar consistently. 
visit drishahawk.com backslash workshop and I will see you there.